This is Dr. Dave coming to you live from SoCal. Been a while, my last uh, podcast. Um, I'm still in 25 countries, so I'm talking about something that is getting the attention. Mostly it's COVID and medical stuff. My last one was kind of a rant. This one was started out to be another rant, but um, the owner's manual uh, got a hold of me and um, changed my thinking. So I thought I'd share some of the current crazies that are going on. Title is either current craziness or evil is good and good is evil. The writer Isaiah says, what are those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter? But that's what's going on. We have some crazy stuff in this world that people who not attuned to the frequency of the owner's manual, which I've alluded to before, um, can't understand it. And neither can people on the frequency. So we're in the same boat, brother, sister. Uh, You look out, you watch the boob tube, you read the stuff, and you're like, this is crazy. Like, this is, this is crazy. This is like backwards. Like, am I seeing the culture disappear? Am I seeing good become bad and bad become good? And things that would make your grandparents or your parents or even you or your children are going to just grow up and be indoctrinated into it. It's going to be part of the culture, part of the mores. And, but do not despair because it's all in a plan. There's a plan. There's a, the car is going to break down and this world is going to wind down and we don't want to be here. We want to like go back to the good times. You know? And for some people, maybe they're, they're, the past was bad times and they want new times. But some of the folly that I'd like to bring up, one is um, I find it very curious that in the United States, the federal government is working with Facebook and Twitter and other social media accounts to literally censor your freedom of speech. But at the same time, they're floating weather balloons, the FDC, um, or the FCC, sorry, too many letters in my soup, uh, are floating weather balloons over Cuba to give them Wi-Fi access to the internet so they can have a voice, so their voice can be heard after 50 years of communist ruin. And I know people who have personally been there, and it is atrocious what they've done to their people. Since Castro, and then Castro's brother, and then the current uh, dictator, it's the same North Korea communist mentality that we have congressmen, congresswomen, persons, people. We'll talk about birthing people later. You no longer or a birthing mother, you're a birthing person or people or entity. But uh, some more craziness we'll get into. But we're floating, we're floating uh, hot air balloons, huge gigantic weather balloons over Cuba to give them Wi-Fi access because they all 
have to get to a certain area. And the government is shutting down their free speech and, and arresting the protesters. And uh, same thing with, you know, Iran or any other North Korea or China. China had a big demonstration and they go out and their communist Chinese statement was, well, to kill 200, you'll have 20 years of peace, you know, so 20, 200, 2000. On a billion people, it doesn't make much difference. When your leader celebrating 100 years or 50 years or whatever of uh, communist rule says, we will bash your face into the bloody wall of our 1 billion people, it's not really a welcome mat. But here's here's the gig. Every Look around right now. Just look around. Look at what you're holding in your hand. Look at what you're listening to. Look at what I'm talking on. Where was it made? We're addicted to Chinese stuff, stuff. I went to the store called Harbor Freight and their their whole marketing tool is pretty simple. The cheapest tools in the world. My father was a salesman. He told me never say cheap when you're selling something, say inexpensive, but this stuff is cheap. So I'm not selling Harbor Freight stuff. So I bought some cheap stuff. Um, where's it made? Everything's made. Look at your TV. Look at your phone. Look at your whatever. We don't make anything because we are addicted to the Costco price and Sam's Clubs. And we don't make anything. We are really lamenting the slavery in this country abhorrent as it was however we're aiding and abetting the slavery in china was forced manufactured um crackdown on religious freedom organ harvesting because we want our stuff we want it cheap and we want to bring it home in our cart and take it out of the box. And when it breaks, we throw it away and get another one. Disposable junk, stuff, everywhere, everywhere. I, I challenge you to try to buy something made in the United States. It's like, that's too expensive. I can get six of them over here. And I'm a worse offender. I'm doing a startup company, and um, we're getting our cheap stuff from China. How do I feel about that? Hypocrite, hypocrisy, torn. Can I compete otherwise? No, then maybe I just shouldn't compete. Still wrestling with that, I'll keep tuned. But I'm right there with you, in the same boat, brother, sister. We're buying all this stuff from China, filling up our house, our car. I got two cars in my garage. They're not made in the United States. These are German, but they pay their labor is good because when she's trying to get them fixed at the dealership, you know, mine's a VW, okay? Nothing fancy. I don't even have a gas cap a door. I just have the little plastic one behind there. So it looks a little 
like someone smiles and they got a tooth out, which I happen to have one out right now. My, my, I'm in my smile zone. If you have it outside your smile zone or you're not a tooth, a toothy smiler, then no one can see where the hole is or the bad tooth. But I got, I got a bad one on the upper, my upper left, your upper right, when you look at me. So I had a smile away, but it's like, it reminds me of my gas cap um, door. The metal part, the shiny metal part that matches the car, uh, flew off. I got it, glued it back on, but not well enough. 60 miles an hour, 80 miles an hour freeway just got underneath that glue and there it went. Someone else got it. Okay, we digress. Um, so good and bad and bad and good. And Proverbs talks about the folly of the man's heart. We we are full of a lot of stuff. <laughs> Literally. I just had a colonoscopy. So that's over the heads of the PG-12s. Um, so there was a spa in Los Angeles. It was a women's spa. And then someone that decided they were I don't really understand the whole thing, but I want to give you some comparisons. Um, if you were born with one set of um, equipment and you want to be, let's say you were, you were born a swing set, but you want to be a trampoline. It's like, well, you're a swing set. You got swing set, you got swings, you got a slide. You got that equipment. The trampoline has a different equipment. And I'm not equating sexuality with either one. I'm just saying that they're different. And then the trampoline says, I want to be a swing set today. So I'm going to walk into a spa. And um, as big as I am, I'm just going to like go through the door. And I'm going to just let it all hang out and uh, be a... Uh, where all the, all the swing sets are. I was like, well, but you're a swing set. No, not today. I'm this. So I thought I'd take it to, um, instead of gender, species. What if you were a trans species? Like, I'm not a homo sapien. That's a Latin word, by the way. I'll, I'll impress you with my Latin. Homo sapien. That's it. That's all I got. Homo is man. Sapien is wise. Wise man. A um, astute man. So let's say if we weren't talking about Homo sapiens, we want to be Homo put in a different species. You know, class, species. How's it go? Category. Um, gene species, blah, blah. Um, so you want to be trans species. You want to be transplanetary. You can be trans waveform. You could be trans pronoun. My dog is trans pronoun. And I mean this in all serious. When he's out sniffing other dogs, um, behinds, he's a dog. He's like D-O-G dog. When he comes back from the groomer and he sleeps in my bed, and he has his own pillow, by the way. And, and uh, a couple of my family know know about this because I'm obsessed about this idea. So 
we gave him his own pillow because he kept on wanting to come up by our pillows. And uh, I've got like 20 pictures of him from different days. And the first, from the first day he got his pillow, you'd think most dogs would just lay on the pillow. He's, he's a multi-poo, so he's, he's small. So he could fit completely on, on it. He doesn't. He just puts his head on the pillow. Say, so, well, that's just a coincidence. Not every night. I've got 30 pictures on 30 different days. He puts his head on the pillow. So I ran it by one of my um, intelligent sons. I have two. And he said, I think that's learned behavior. And I thought, hmm. So he's a trans species. He goes from a dog to a pog. Get it, people? So when he's in the, the bed and he's acting really smart and he does all sorts of very um, cute things to talk to you. I mean, like, he'll get his point across one way or another. You're not going to shut him up. Has his own attitude, own personality. He doesn't want to be around. He just turns his butt and, and puts his head in a different direction. So... Yes, I like my dog. Um, so if we carry this, if we talked about this 50 years ago and, and we were talking about transsexual, transgender, trans species, transplanetary, trans waveform, trans pronoun, you would say it's crazy. Uh, the DSM is a book that was put out by American College. It's like, Psychiatry, and it is the Bible for psychiatry. So it has gone through evolving, progressive, to what was once thought deviant behavior and illegal is now celebrated in parades and commercials and it's everywhere. So, of all agencies, I found this um, interesting. The Federal Reserve, I think there were like three people in the hearing, decided that they're going to change their, I guess they have a handbook or something, of pronouns, to, I don't know how many people the Federal Reserve employs, but and on how many people this would affect. But they're going to change birth mothers to birthing person. Birthing entity. Birthing person. So there's 3,700,000 plus live birth in the United States a year. What percent are from birthing entities or birthing persons? or birthing people? Well, I can tell you by statistics, this is not my bias, this is not political, this is hard, cold facts. Um, I delivered 163 or 64 babies when I was an intern or resident in medical school and in, in training, postdoctoral training. Most of them at USC Medical Center, um, which was just like one after another, after another, after another. It was just um, in Los Angeles. It was the old USC uh, County Hospital. So of the 164, I never saw a trampoline. 
I only saw swing sets give birth. Now, at, I never had anyone a swing set giving birth telling me, I, today I'm going to be a trampoline, or I'm really a trampoline, or I feel like a trampoline inside. I, they were all had a birth canal and a female uh, genitalia. So out of 3,700,000 births in the United States, I can tell you by statistics alone, 100% by white women. But the Federal Reserve, go back to, what does it say up here? I forgot that. Isaiah 520. What are those who call good, evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter? Just everything's backwards. So what can you do about it? Because it's a little wacky. Or you may say, well, that's very inclusive. But how many people are you making go through this pronoun dance? I know Dr. Jordan Peterson, you know, he, he became quite famous for um, not going by that. It's like, you're a swing set, you're a swing set. If you're a trampoline, you're a trampoline. Um, you can follow uh, Dr. Jordan. Jordan Peterson's 12 rules for life, or now he's got 12 new, more rules for life in, in his Beyond Order, which I'm currently listening to, and I have to say it's a little, a little heady for me. You know, it's a little, he, he lost me a little bit in there, but um, still a very smart guy. Um, and I want to talk about the word woke. You hear it all the time. And everyone's woke and, you know, the baseball World Series or All-Star Game or whatever it was, they're woke and Coca-Cola's woke and, you know, I'll be woke. And... But I was watching the History Channel, another thing, what you do when you get old, um, on the fight of Iwo Jima, where this was back in... From, from 19 February to 26 March 1945, it was a five week, 40 day, 45 day, um, is that right? Seven times five. Um, war, which we had a lot of casualties, 6,821, 26,040 casualties and 6,821 killed. It was important. Um, island hopping campaign to finally put an end to the horrors of war. And I heard the word woke when these kids, 17 to 20, climbed down those rope ladders in choppy seas and went aboard. And the next morning they woke from boys to men or from boys, innocent, to harden warriors who saw the savagery of what man is capable of. The horrors, the dead bodies, the flies, the just people jumping off cliffs. It's just hell. They're awoke. And as ugly as that was, 
it allowed people to have the freedom that is now being challenged. So if I went on Facebook and I said something as a doctor about, I'm very pro-vaccine, um, but let's say I wasn't. Let's say I gave the other view, like your body, your choice. And I do say that. I have two vaccine podcasts, um, or quite more than two. One one on vax and the, the no vaxxers movement and how I understand and my personal experience, blah, blah, blah. But uh, let's say I were to go on uh, Facebook, which I had for 24 hours, literally 24 hours. I had, I couldn't get it off my phone. It's like, I just like, ah, this is like opening up my whole life to like I'm doing now, you know. Um, but anyway, it wasn't for me. But let's say I went on Facebook or Twitter, which I'm also not on. And I said something as a physician about contrary to vaccines. And they shut me down. Okay. You say, well, it's a private company. They can do what they want. That's right. But the government, in cahoots with them, that's an infringement of my First Amendment rights. So I say, well, you can leave them and you go on your podcast. You're no one's stopping you yet, you know. But the deeper I get into the woods and the jungle, and... um who knows? So that's where I heard woke. It was from Irojima, from the Marine Corps kids that gave us now the freedom. I mean, we're fighting in the Pacific. I think anyone under the age of 40 really, unless they studied it and watch footage and really understood the gravity, the production of World War II, fighting two enemies on two different fronts on two foreign soils with the fear of landings in California and sightings and machine guns going off over Los Angeles. Yeah, anti-aircraft going off over Los Angeles. And submarines being sighted, and some of it was, you know, hallucinogenics or people hallucinating or, or, or very paranoid, but some was real. They did float hot weather balloons that landed in Oregon and started fires, but I mean, what if they didn't? What if they just invaded? Think of it China, billion people. How would you stop a billion people coming over in boats or planes or parachutes? How would you stop it? Scary, yeah. Oh, I don't mean to scare you. Um, so what can we do about it? Well, two diverse ways. One, you get very political, you run for office, you change it from the inside, you protest, you, um, or you become woke and just join the transplanetary movement, you know. But in Isaiah, it also talks about what sorrow for those who say the evil is good and good is evil. What sorrow for those who are wise in their own eyes and think themselves so clever. A woe is not a good thing to have, you know. They take bribes and let the wicked go free. Hmm. 
Let's, let's listen to that. They take bribes and let the wicked go free. Is that going on? Yeah. And they punish the innocent. Is that going on? Mm -hmm. Um. So nothing's new. I, I mean, Isaiah was written before the birth of Christ, which is 2,021 years ago. Give or take. Therefore, just as fire licks up stubble and dry grass, shrivels in the flames, so their roots will rot and their flower will wither. So they don't have a good outcome. For they, they have rejected the law of the Lord of heavenly armies. They have despised the word of the Holy One. So Paul writes to Timothy in 2 Timothy. There's 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, 1st and 2nd Timothy. They're letters. They're Paul's letters to Timothy. Who is Timothy? Timothy was a young pastor, hung around with Paul for like 10 years, hadn't got a letter from him for four years until he got this letter. So Paul's writing to Timothy and in 2 Timothy 3 about the dangers of the last days. So we could say, well, these are the last days or the last days are going to be in a thousand years or 10,000 years or 10 million years. But um, where was Paul when he wrote this? He was in the a, a deluxe suite, third floor with a balcony overlooking the Mediterranean. Um, no, he wasn't in Barcelona at the Ritz-Carlton, which I've been at in Barcelona. And I was at the Ritz-Carlton. You push a button and, the, on, and everything drapes closed and the lights dim and really nice hotel. Um, and I didn't have to pay for it. More about that later. So was he at the Ritz-Carlton? No, he was not overlooking um, the Barcelona area. He was in a Roman prison put there by Nero. Um, and so he wrote the second letter to Timothy from a very dark, damp Roman prison just before he died in 8067. So the Roman Emperor Nero was slow, slowly going into a little, let's say, say multi-infarct dementia, um, normal pressure hydrocephalus dementia, um, Alzheimer's dementia. But he was leading a major, major country, power. Anything sound familiar? What they call it madness. But he wasn't making good choices. But he was smart enough to do the old playbook. This is history 106. Since he came into the throne in 8054, uh, the great fire of Rome that burned down half of Rome in 8064, um, half the city was burned down for Nero's lack of city preparedness. Think. Baltimore, New York, Michigan, I don't know. 
Um, I think I missed one in there. Lori Lightfoot. Anyway, I don't think it's their fault, honestly. I just, I just think that there's no consequences. Light is now dark and dark is now light. And no one's teaching you right from wrong. So if you're brought up with no mommy and no daddy, no role model, no faith, no respect, no discipline, discipline is love. Everyone wants to like get the rod out, beat the kid. No, it's like taking away their video crap if they don't clean the dog poop up, taking away their whatever, making and sticking to it. That's too hard. We'll just pay him to take out the trash. What do you need, honey? Ten bucks. There you go. So they had a big fire in Rome in 8064, burned down half the city, and Nero got uh, anxious, and he says, I've got to find a scapegoat. Well, Hitler found the Jews, blamed everything on the Jews, even though World War One left Germany just desolated. They had no pride, they had no money, they had no economy, they had no growth, until they had a scapegoat. And then Christians became neuroscapegoat. So were Christians persecuted? Oh yeah. Are they persecuted now? Oh yeah. It's coming closer to a city near you. Some place has already been experienced it. We already talked about it. everything bought from China. So Christians became the con Christians became the convenient target for Nero, and uh, Paul was one of those caught up in the uh, persecution. He was beheaded by the Roman officials soon after writing the, the second letter. And he says, "You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times. Difficult, and." For people will love only themselves and their money. They'll only be boastful and proud, scoffing God. Scoffing God, i underline that. People don't um, want to talk about God or Jesus or whatever because it comes down to barbecuing. That's what I thought. I'm going to have to bend the knee. I'm going to have to have someone looking over my shoulder, and I don't want someone running my life. It's like, I won't be able to barbecue, I won't have my beer, you know. But they will be boastful and proud, scoffing God, disobedient to their parents. Hmm. Underline that one. Ungrateful. Capitalize that one. And consider nothing sacred. Nothing is sacred. There is nothing off limits. There is nothing sacred. Third chapter, third verse. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They'll be cruel and hate what is good. Yeah. Look at the mainstream media. Look at how people are treated. You're not going to change it. I'm not going to change it. That's why you have to tune in to Frequency Owner's Manual. More to come. I'm teasing with that one. Stay with me. Don't get scared. 
No one's going to make you, you know, bend the knee. See, because that inner part of your soul, your spirit, is flipping around inside and it's uncomfortable for some of you. Like, this guy's crazy. He's one of these nuts. He's one of these religious nuts. No. I'm just a guy that got knocked on my ass. Just like Paul did. Talking about animals. Um, so let's go on to four. They will portray their friends. They'll be reckless, be puffed up with pride and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious. I can give you five examples, but I said I won't get political. Well, people use Bible verses that are just like, wow, I'm a blank, fill in the blank. I do all these things, all this hate, but I, I, I quote a Bible verse out of context and without meaning. But they would reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. Notice uh, politicians misusing scripture all the time. Activists. It's a sham. It's a sham. It's a shame, too. So you can put an E on there. So, um, on Timothy's part, he had to wait four years to get the second letter. He was a young pastor who had been ministering into a church in Ephesus. He had been with Paul for a decade, and he had been to Ephesus um, for quite some time, for four years, and he was facing trials and, and persecution. And soon his mentor uh, was without a head because of Nero. So, What's your plan? What's our plan? We're in the same boat, brother, sister. What's our plan? One is to get saved. Ooh, what does that mean? That sounds awful evangelical. Yeah, saved from what? Well, there's a spirit of folly in man. You're born, you're born with folly, foolishness. The wicked things of the heart. You don't have to teach your kids as a mind, grab things, hoard all the toys. It's in their spirit. It's in their DNA. They're born with that. So are you. So am I. When you let God take over, you follow the owner's manual, then you understand that this is all in the game plan. This is all part of where society's going. When a country turns from the wicked ways and prays, God will hear them and save your nation. But the opposite is true. And that's what is happening. We have turned our face, our country away. We have mocked the owner's manual. We have turned evil into good and good into evil. So God's plan must take place. Nothing we can do to stop it. But 
you can write it out one of two ways. And when I started this, I was like mad, like I want to rant, shutting down my voice or doing this or doing that. Crazy. All these crazy things going on. Men are women, women are men. If I want to be a woman tomorrow, I can be a man Thursday. So, authority. What does the owner's manual say? I was talking to a friend of mine, ex-cop. He says, I have a problem with authority. It's like, well, you were, you were the authority. That's what, you know, people are spitting on cops and throwing projectiles and hatred toward them. Defund them. We're going to replace them. I think Minneapolis is going to replace them. I'm just going to sit back and watch. Crime rates going up, murder rates going up, you know. Officers are leaving. Everyone's retired. No one can figure out why is crime rate going up? Oh, it's just climate change. It's just climate change. You know, it's China <laughs> beefs up and we support their child labor and their forced labor and their organ transplants and buy more crap. Um, it's going to have to be in uh, two parts. I'm at 37. Went long. Oof. I got more. So I'm going to sign off, but I'm going to leave you with some good news. And the good news is the gospel. And if you had never heard it simplified, I'm going to simplify it for you on the next podcast. So evil is good. Good is evil. The current craziness podcast number 16 is now concluding. I will see you and God bless you.